Okay, I'm going to uh, feed that into the background. Sorry. But uh, welcome anyway to Dixon Chains Podcast number 914. Jesus. How time marches on. Uh, but this is only the beginning clip. It is Wednesday and it is uh, September still, the 28th. And uh, yeah, I just had a little text from my wife. Okay, let me just say good. All right, there we go. That was easy. It was already written for me. Just had to punch it and poke it. Punch it and poke it. Well, there's another good title, isn't it? Punch it and poke it. Punch and poke. Yeah, punch and poke. Be named for good name for two cats too. Punch and poke. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> I'm starting to sound like uh, Kenneth. Kenneth uh, likes to uh, record a podcast when he's uh, high. And uh, moving on to beer or wine. And uh, the threads get interesting because he makes notes. A wonderful uh, strand on Timothy Leary. Kenneth, you were very, very close to uh, all the right facts. And it doesn't matter how far you're off because just the names you mentioned were good enough. You know, if somebody's really interested, they're going to go and Google Timothy Leary and... uh, the uh, the weathermen, I think it was the Weather Underground, who were the ones who actually rescued him, and then eventually he got turned over to the Black Panthers, and that's when things went a little sour, uh, and he ended up, of course, back in jail. <laughs> oh, it is quite a story indeed, but we're not going to get sidetracked. Uh, I'm going to stick to uh, whatever it is I'm talking about here. Just loving this album, Prairie Oyster. It's the one I told you last week I found for $1.99 at my local thrift shop. This album is called Only One Moon. Now, I knew this band and had completely forgotten about them. You know, and they're, they're going back. This is the early 2000s. So they're, uh, you know, this was done, recorded long ago. Gosh, this one says uh, copyright 1994, so even further back. Jeez. But great, great stuff. And my this is exactly my kind of music. Never mind Sean Lennon. This is my music. Hey, remember the guy I tell you is always talking and walking around the park every time I come here? There he goes again. I've seen him do at least four laps. I do not know how he does it. Um, I've, been, I've waved to him already. It's just like it's a permanent condition, this talking out loud. I don't, at first I thought he might be on the phone. No, he's not on the phone. He's just talking to the world at large. Um, Always smiling, always up, always positive. So if they've got them on drugs, they're good drugs. Uh, And then a few other, you know, strange people. Another older man going by in a dress. Uh, And that's okay. That's okay. Uh, Anyway. It's not did I if I said Bluffers Park I'm wrong again of course it's one of the two and if it's not Bluffers then it's you got it Thompson Park Thompson Park here we are on a Wednesday um, I've had a really good day now you know oh that's interesting the person I mentioned <laughs> oh this is just too good the person I mentioned wearing the dress. He's on one of these, they got all little rides around here. Not rides, things for workouts, you know. And he's on one uh, where one leg goes forward and one leg goes back and your legs are just swinging wide. And it's perfect because he's wearing a dress. So his legs are as free as they're ever going to be. 
they're just zoom one leg up and one leg back one leg up and one leg back oh my god it takes very little to amuse me and I'm not high and I'm not drunk I'm just a happy dude here uh, I had mm, somebody smoking up Jesus Christ oh my god is it ever strong and yet how could it be like I'm sitting in a car I don't see any oh I see it yep that bench and I'm just downwind of it Uh so, where were we? This morning, I was invited to visit one of my host families, one of, one of the kindest host families I've ever had when I used to put my Japanese students up with fa- local families. And this family lives in the second old house, house in Scarborough. I think I mentioned that. Um, fine, fine people. And... They had a, a student staying with them who was one of my students, meaning she came on the tour in 2011. So this girl was in Canada. She's been back many times since then, but today was the first time I've seen her since she was a 16-year-old. She's now 27, and she's back here on her honeymoon with her husband, who I met. Very, very nice young couple. And it was it was wonderful to, to meet young people, Japanese people, both fluent English. He had, he had studied in the States in elementary school. She was a top student at the school. And um, just, it was all so positive. They were really happy to be staying with this family. And... Um, you know, just for a couple of nights. Today, I dropped them off at the Go Train, and they went on their way to uh, the downtown hotel where they're staying at. Tonight, they're going to go see the uh, Montreal Canadiens and Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, none of this means anything to you, but it was such a big part of my life. This was the study tour. This is how I made my living. This is how I define my life's work. And here's a girl, and not only did she come with and stay over... But they invited a friend who was one of my students at the school I worked at of Wexford Collegiate, where my son also went to. And much to my embarrassment, I didn't. I I mean, she looked very familiar, but she would have also been a student 11 years ago. Well, if I can't remember yesterday, I can't remember students from 11 years ago. Now, with the first one, the girl from Japan, of course, I could look her up. And find her application form and some photos and stuff. So I knew um, about her. In fact, I gave a quiz. I, you know, I, I quizzed her husband about how much can you tell me about your wife when she was sixteen. You know, what was her favorite food? What did she like to do? What did she do when she was sad? Stuff like that. Yeah, a little bit of game. But then we all had tea together, tea and coffee, and uh, sweets, uh, sitting around the table of this family home. It was all so heartwarming, and I I could talk about my children, my life now, and what I loved about Japan, and to be able to to tell people how much Japan meant to me, how much it changed my life for the better, Uh, and just to get a little insight. It wasn't all me talking, it was to get insight into their lives, and how well they're doing now, how well their lives are are going, both living in Tokyo, both working full-time, <coughs> both only, only only able to get a week off from work to come to Canada, uh, and f- to be able to drop them off at the uh, Eglinton Go. Now, here's the funny thing. Like, I was thinking, oh, shit, I'm going to have to show them how to buy their tickets to get to Union Station and you know, you know how what I'm like. One of these automated machines. Okay, I'm gonna. What buttons am I gonna push? And you know, what am I gonna do wrong? I didn't even get near the machine. He went straight for it. Just bam, 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 bam. Next thing, he's got three tickets. One way to Union Station. Just yeah. Hey, they're young. They're bilingual. It just it just works so nicely. Uh, and it was just. Such a happy feeling of, of positiveness. And meanwhile, the host family gushing, Ken, 
thank you so much for bringing us these wonderful students because they were repeat. They had students, many students over the years, and many come back to visit them. Um, it was just all good, all positive, all wonderful, all heartwarming. And you don't always hear that in the Dixon Chains podcast, so I thought I'd just start off by sharing that with you. And uh, that's what we got. All right, so I think I'm going to... Um, fade out. Maybe I'll let you hear one more moon. Only one moon. That's the next uh, the next track. Uh, so Scarborough Dude on a uh, very cool day. I'm a little concerned about uh, what the weather's going to be like when I'm in uh, Lowell next week but we'll see. Stay tuned. Lots more coming. Here's a song. There's only one moon in the sky above There's only one word and the word is love There's only one heart that beats for you There's only one thing that I know is true I hope you know it too Know that I love you There's only two arms that can hold you tight Yeah, that's the uh, big bell, so you know that means I'm in Sal. Uh, it has a nice little kind of an aftertone, just lasts a little longer. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's a long time since I've uh, sat inside Sal and recorded. I was going to yesterday, but yesterday was a special day all across Canada. It was the... Uh, was it? I guess it was called Truth and Reconciliation Day, and this was to do with uh, the sad, unhappy, cruel treatment of the Aboriginal people here in Canada. It was a day of um, remembrance, maybe to some degree uh, forgiveness, uh, a day of taking action, a day of memories, a day of shared concerns, a day of, of many, many things. I'll read out, I think I took a little quote here. Um, it was a day to acknowledgement of the truth. Sorry. Is impossible survivors to heal and for community... Oh, no. I'm. <laughs> Let me begin oh, again. I'm sorry. Truth and Reconciliation Day, September 30th. Even now, there are some who still deny the fundamental truth of the residential school system, that its explicit, explicit purpose was to destroy First Nations, uh, Inuit, uh, Métis cultures, communities, and languages. That's a, that's a pretty strong statement, but that was the, the, the purpose of the residential schools. Uh, taking children from their families, banning them from learning English, cutting their hair beating them, a cruel treatment by many of the priests who never really were brought to justice. <sighs> and it's just become, over the past several years, uh, you know, a, a an issue. Uh, it's always been an issue, but it wasn't heard, and now it's it's become front and center, and that's kind of important. Uh, what else have we got here? Truth is the fundamental basis of reconciliation. Without acknowledgement of the truth, it is impossible for survivors to heal and for communities to rebuild. And they're talking about the people taken from their homes and suffering the abuse and never regaining their sense of self, the families who are broken by having their children taken away, uh, the people who went through this... Uh, if you're somebody like myself, uh, you've been exposed to Native people in, in two ways. And I'm, I'm saying this because there's no point in me talking if I'm just going to repeat what was on the news and not relate it somehow. Uh, I grew up uh, and educated in the Protestant School Board of Greater Montreal, where we learned that uh, the Native people, the Iroquois in particular, were savages and uh, tortured and killed French priests you know, and I, I've talked before about how that image 
of Brebeuf and Leomont tied to the stake, being burned alive, is forever etched in my mind. And that's an unfortunate way. And in fact, it instilled some fear because we lived in Lachine. Lachine was home of a, a massacre, I think, around 1666, something like that, where the uh, Iroquois uh, paddled over from what we know uh, just off the island of Montreal, a place that was known as Cognawaga. I can't pronounce the new name. I apologize to all who would be offended. We only knew it was the home of Chief Poking Fire, a tourist attraction. Um, anyway, killed and kidnapped and set fire to the, uh, the farmers because they were outside Montreal. Lachine was quite a distance. It was on the island of Montreal, but anyway, <coughs> that was the first exposure. And then the second after that was basically, if you saw a native person, they were on the streets of Hastings Street in Vancouver, uh, broken people, like completely broken. And there was, very, very, you know, nobody who was of native culture in our school system that I was aware of. It was basically all middle-class white kids. So we really didn't learn anything. And, and it, it's a good thing that now we're coming to terms with our, our history and, and really what happened in, in all of North America. Uh, all Canadians, and especially all students need to understand the truth of our shared history. Um, and so, basically, education cannot be a bad thing. Well, <laughs> education that's based on truth. And uh, there's a lot of truths that were never spoken. So, that's what I have to say. <sighs> I did put on orange socks. Everybody was supposed to wear orange shirts. And uh, a lot of, you know, an awful lot of people did, and people attended very moving ceremonies. I think when you 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 listen to the elders who told their stories of their suffering, you you can't help but be moved. Uh, and so there is more to go, and it isn't just a case of throwing money. Um, people still do live on reserves. People still don't have clean running water, and there are a lot of issues. People are only starting now to reclaim their languages. So this is an ongoing issue. And I think it's good that there is one day at least a year when uh, people will uh, acknowledge some of the truths and, and see what can be done. So that maybe, I don't know, you can't undo the past, but you can certainly find ways of, uh, of healing and helping. All right. I did notice that the uh, in their speeches they are still thanking the Creator above, and my next topic is the horror of religion, so I'm a little conflicted there. Um, they don't speak of God in the same way, um, but uh, anyway, <sighs> the Creator... Yeah, and I guess, I mean, they have their own version. And we'll just leave it there. I'm being influenced by two books. This sorry, this is not going to be necessarily a pleasant uh, clip. I am reading the two books I did mention: John Perkins' uh, "The Secret History of the American Empire," "The Truth About Economic Hitmen," "Jackals," and "How to Change the World." It's very interesting read. It's very easy read, but it, it, it easy in the sense of it's readable. Not easy when you think of the horror that America inflicted on, on any country that was in danger of becoming communist or even leaning towards socialism. And it's the stories of country after country where America, with the help of the CIA, um, took out progressive leaders, people who were helping the poor, basically eliminated them and installed, you know, right-wing dictators, for the most part, uh, to serve their interests, for their United Fruit Company and for uh, anybody else where they could uh, lend money by the International Monetary Fund or World Bank, which would put these countries in debt forever and thereby be controlled by American interests. It's a chilling read, and I think everybody should read it. Uh, particularly Americans, but uh, certainly good for Canadians. A lesson to know when uh, 
when uh, south of the border runs low on water and anything else they might need, um, there'll be consequences. Things will happen. The other book, I mentioned God is Not Great, How Religion Poisons Everything by Christopher Hitchens. My God. Um, it's, again, very well written. I mean, this is a learned man. And, and I guess the feeling I have is, oh, thank God for people like this who are free to speak their truths um, and tell it like it is. And boy, this he has no mercy. And it's not just Islam, although they're obviously a big target. Uh, I'll tell you why. Today or yesterday, the Taliban uh, killed at least 19 people, mainly school children, uh, 27 injured, mostly young girls. I'll just read what uh, a quote from one of the students who attended school that morning in uh, Kabul, Afghanistan, now ruled by the Taliban. Um, when I raised my head, I couldn't find a way to escape because there were dead bodies everywhere. I walked out of the hall and entered the bathroom, and after that I threw myself out the window. There were no cars in the road. I walked home. All my clothes were covered in blood. At least 19 people and possibly many more died in a blast at an educational institute in a Shia Muslim area of Kabul, home to the Azara community. These are young ladies who want to have an education. This one in particular wanted to be a, oh gosh, an engineer or something that was not common for girls. Determined that she will go back and she will get an education. Um, but all this is done in the name of religion. Stupid fucking goddamn idiotic, stupid, blind religion. And I'm going to throw everything in there because, you know, all the horrors of Christianity in the past. And, uh, you know, take, for example, what I just talked about, um, taking the uncivilized native people and uh, turning them into Christians. Not successful and uh, pretty damn horrific. So these, these are powerful reads. Uh, in my mind, I've um, these will be the two books I'll be bringing with me when I leave next week for Lowell. And I, I'm imagining at the customs somebody deciding, we're going to search this vehicle and finding these books and wondering what kind of a commie pinko are you? You know, criticizing America for defending capitalism and uh, denying God. <coughs> Excuse me. So that's it as far as notes go. Uh, where are we going to go from there? I just put a nice little uh, sticker. I'm sitting in Sal. I, I've spent the past two days, actually a few days, cleaning. Yesterday I discovered some stain on the steel floor. I ripped up the carpets, hosed them down, polished, not polished, but scrubbed the floor with soap and hot water. I'm very happy I completely reorganized the drawers inside, one for gifts, one for tools, one for health, and, uh, well, my daily stuff, you know, my, uh, I, I can't remember the little, what you call it, I guess it's not an overnight bag, the thing where you keep your toothbrush and your deodorant and everything, these little small zippered bags, you know. Anyway, uh, so everything is, is kind of organized, um... And I'm very glad of that. It just looks so much neater. I want to have this in ship shape and not a trace, of course, of dope anywhere. Not even the smell. Burp, excuse me. So that uh, it'll smooth sailing. Usually when I, when I have crossed the border in the back, it's you wave through. You're an old man in an RV. You're not, you know, suspected of uh, causing too much harm. My answer is going for a week, going to a literary conference in Lowell. And uh, so I'm all prepared. But I'm always, you can't help as you drive up to that border, the, the feeling of guilt. Uh, and it's not guilt. There's some degree of fear, maybe anxiety for sure. You know, what if I am pulled over? And I have been. Uh, and any time I've crossed and passed with my wife, of course, she has to go in and apply for a visa. So, not being a Canadian. Anyway, um, I guess that's about it. It's a beautiful day. I, I'm I'm very pleased that I have done so much to prepare. And it's because of this trip. This trip that's caused me some anxiety. has actually also forced me to clean up and focus and, and properly organize this damn camper van. 
I don't know how many, how much longer I'll have it, at least for another year, hopefully longer than that. But, man, every time I bend down, like yesterday getting down on my knees to scrub the floor, it's pretty damn hard getting up again. And um, my right knee is starting to show symptoms of drop foot. That's where the, the foot doesn't lift properly and it slaps down on the floor. That's why I've been wearing a brace on my leg for five years on my left leg. It appears I will soon need one for my right. And uh, yesterday, just walking towards the garbage to put something in, I tripped over my foot. Like if they don't lift, you, 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 it's like they trip you. Your own feet trip you. And I went flying for it. And there's that moment of absolute panic. You feel, oh, fuck. It's stronger than that. Um, and just lucky there was like a gate and a fence in front of me and I was able to reach out with both arms and, and stop my fall. It would have been down on hard concrete. Uh, and you know, it takes your breath away. Holy fuck, man, I got to lie down. It's scary. And I, I'm a little concerned about the walking I will have to do over all over town in Lowell from getting from one site to the other, uh, having to be, oh, so damn careful. But, uh, hey, that's what I'm learning to do. That's just the reality. And, uh, boy, count your blessings. I don't need a walker yet. That day will be coming. You know, I'll be that old man hunched over, you know, the hand brakes on this walker. And it's got a seat. You can just sort of stop and sit down and get your breath. Oh, fuck, man. Uh, speaking of old fuck, man, I've, boy, oh, boy, am I ever noticing it. I'm... The things that you normally say under your breath or mutter in your head, you know, I say out loud more and more frequently and louder and louder. Yesterday, when I went to the bank to get some American cash, the bank was closed. I walked in. There were two people standing at the cash machines. Well, I, they, they were no use to me. Um, and saw the sign, and I just blurted out loud, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, at that level, which people couldn't help but hear. It wasn't necessary on my part, but it's just a million slip. Uh, going Canadian Tire, looking for something. What was it I was looking for? Something very simple um, that I couldn't find. Oh, for Christ's sake, where the fuck are they? Like, out loud. Out loud. So... Number one, anybody who is offended by that kind of language is going to be offended. It's I should not be doing that. And secondly, nobody wants to hear a stressed out old man wandering with, you know, is this guy dangerous? Is he going to pull out a gun? Why is that guy so uptight? And it's it's just casual, but it's it sort of, it, it goes on, it's, it's natural for me. It's just very natural. But usually it used to be the silent way I would think it. Now I'm saying it. So I, I got to try and curb that. Oh, on the other hand, <laughs> I'm finding it kind of funny. And I know that's, you know, wow, now you're really getting into the danger zone, boy. You know, that's orange. We're, we're tipping into red territory here. Fire's coming and look out, boy. Um, you know, that that's not really funny. But uh, anyway, yeah. Okay. So I guess that's about it. I'll leave it at that. That was just a little confession. God, it's nice. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of the day. I'm pretty well done, Sal. My biggest job today was clean the fridge yesterday, and I put up that wonderful sticker of uh, coffee breakfast. It's meant to be in a in a wall. It was a $2 sticker that you put in a wall in a, um, a you know, a, 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 work, a workplace, you know, to direct people. And I knew right away Sal needs that for the fridge. And it just, it just, bam, it's a nice touch. I'm putting things up and I'm going to say, hey, this is mine. When I sell it, people can take this shit off or whatever. So I've got stickers up there from the provincial parks. Some of the provincial parks have been. Uh, I've got a, um, what's a Slim Potato Head stickers outside and inside. I've got uh, stickers from Mossport or Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, as it's correctly known now. Um, a number of things. And it's just making it, it's mine. This is my road trek. You personalize them. Uh, so it, it's a good feeling. 
I'm just blessed. I'm very happy that I made that decision like, bam, uh, years ago. I guess there was, there was the whole new topic, but we're out of time now. But um, I went for, I just said my pants kept falling down. These are jeans. I got two pairs, same waist size. They just slip right down. The belt has a notch in the wrong place. Either it's too tight or too loose. It's not just right. And the pants just slide down. I said, I need suspenders. I think I already told you this. I went to Value Village for suspenders. I came out with that Beatles hat, which I'm bringing to uh, Lowell. I don't quite know why, other than there will be a cover band playing Beatles, a Beatles cover band. And I think, well, I'm going to have to wear the Beatles hat to that. Um, big silver letters, but it's kind of cool, you know, and I could give it away. Um, these two books I just mentioned, and then the two CDs, the Stomp and Tom and the other one by Prairie Oyster, which I love. And all that came because my pants were too loose. That's what I'm getting at. I need suspenders. And that's, that's the result. The, The ripples, the ripples, the ripples, boys and girls, if you don't get anything else, from this podcast. It's about the fucking ripples in life. It's amazing. And we just can't see them. We just don't know what we touch. That Stompin' Tom CD that I got for $1.99 prompted me, instead of recording a podcast clip, to record a 20-minute letter to my good friend, Harold, the Barstool Buddha, sitting alone in Thailand, well, with his Thai wife, in Bangkok, unable to travel, in very poor health, a man I'll probably never see again. That trip, getting that CD because of the suspenders, which, by the way, Harold was the first guy I knew to wear suspenders, and that was the connection, why I felt it was necessary to send him a nice audio letter, which he did appreciate, which touched his heart, and, you know, reconnected our friendship. That came from... A trip for suspenders, finding an audio. You know, do you get it? Ripple, 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 ripple. We touch each other. Our things impact each other. And I hope some of you find some good ripples stemming indirectly from listening to the Dixon Janes podcast. Because that is what it's all about. Scarborough Dude, signing off. Just about to ring the bell. Hang on, hang on. Shoes on every night and comes alive there in the smoke beneath those neon lights. And she don't like those hurting songs. She's already living. She don't get the blues. She gives them. Well, she checks her bro. In her rhythm, she don't get the blues, she gets them. She's been on the losing end of love too many times. She ain't gonna go for anything you've got in mind. So before you start, let me impart these few words of wisdom She don't get the blues She gets them
Uh, yeah, I'm back just for a shorty. It's about uh, 5.30 on that same afternoon, October 1st. We're in a new month, October 1st. I'm on the deck in my recliner with uh, my beautiful cat on my lap. She just loves to, uh, she likes being outside, but she likes cuddling with humans. So here she is on my lap. It's a nice place to be. Got my books nearby. But I wanted to share with you, uh, going back to that first clip uh, about meeting these students, I got emails uh, or messages from both of them. And the one who is from Japan came here visiting her family and uh, is back in Japan now. Thank you very much for coming to see us today. That was so special for me and a pleasure to introduce my husband to you. The Kamajo Summer Program is definitely one of my life-changing events. Because of you, I found it interesting to learn new languages. And because of you, I could get to know my husband in university hockey team since I knew hockey is a cool sport after staying in Canada. Uh, she became a coach, and that's how they met and got married. You changed my life in a good way. Thank you again. Please keep in touch. So that was just kind of lovely to uh, to get that note. And, and it's, you know, this is what I did for those 25 years uh, set up a program where students got to know each other and this is from the young lady her family from Vietnam who I hired or recruited to um, uh, work on the program and, and meet up with the Japanese students well she was there the year uh, this other student came and they got to be friends so uh, I sent her some pictures and said wow thank you Ken you don't know how happy I was to see you yesterday. Thank God you're doing well. Seeing you with a cane made me realize how relentless time passes. But to hear that the Kamajo summer program reached its peak saddened me. Although, although you are right, everything has, a, has its time. So I hope you know that you dedicated your life to it. You formed numerous bridges. The fact that Natsumi and I are still friends is a testament to your work. And that just makes me feel good. And it's it's in such contrast to the men in the name of a religion will blow up little girls who want to study and make a better world for the future. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like, how how do, how do we even acknowledge we're living at the same time on the same planet when you, when you have so much hatred, so much ignorance, and in just my safe little corner, I was able to create, and that was the purpose of the whole program, to create this bridge between Japan and Canada. And it wasn't just them, it was the... The Japanese mothers of these girls writing to the mothers back in Canada. Thank you so much for taking good care of my daughter. And, and the number of Canadians who suddenly, I didn't know that about Japan, who were, their eyes were open to, to seeing so many good things. And, and it, was, it was just all so positive. So, Again, I don't like this to sound like bragging, but I I I, I feel good about it. I'm ve I feel very fortunate to have been able to do something with my life that was a plus for everybody involved. God, I shudder to say that. Uh, I shudder out of embarrassment because, yeah, just because <laughs> it's 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 awkward. I, I shouldn't have to be saying this, but I I guess I kind of I want to celebrate that because it's so easy to to get stuck in the mire of you know all the dark things going on all the nastiness all the horror like what was talked about uh, yesterday for the truth and reconciliation um, and how do I account for that not just be, not that I'm such a nice guy or a special person but because I had all the breaks I was born in this wonderful privilege, and I grew up in a loving family, and I had the opportunities to go to university and get an education. Uh, I live in a free country where I could simply hop on a plane and fly off to Japan. And uh, all this was 
given to me. So it, it made it pretty easy. Scarborough Dude, signing out. Bye for now. Okay, folks. Yeah, that means I'm back in a cell. I've just uh, made up the bed. Uh, didn't unroll the sleeping bag yet, but I've I just... I feel this overpowering need to be ready, you know, for this trip across the border. I, it's... I don't know whether it's uh, the anxiety is tied to uh, COVID and not having traveled. It's been a few years since I've crossed the border. It's always kind of a big deal, like always, oh, shit, they're going to get me. And I, I have been caught at the border. I have had bad experiences, turned back when I had a drive-away car and they didn't believe me. I was going to go see my sister. No, no, you're going to stay and sell the car. And ugh. Another time hitchhiking, I have no idea why, but anyway... So there's, you know, a remnant of there'll be trouble. And then I think of, oh, my God, the whole other Dixon James things, the things I've said about America, about this group, the explosions I've had. Ooh, can't even use a word like that. My God. So there's, there's this, you know, uh, sort of a you're, you're guilty already and you haven't done anything. And I've made sure there's no signs of any dope or anything in the car. Or the van. Anyway, it's cleaned up and all that has been good. It's been a positive experience for just getting it ready. It's cleaner than it's ever been. Delighted with my new sticker on the fridge. and uh, So, you know, there's good stuff. But last night, well, early this morning, dream time, I had uh, terrible dreams again. And this time, I was in a foreign country. I, you know... Sometimes it's Canada. In the, in the course of the dream, it could have been Canada, the United States, or Japan. I know when I called 911, it was a Japanese police officer answering, except it was a, a woman and she had perfect English. Well, that's because I've just met students with perfect English from Japan. So, I mean, all these things are in your brain and it just picks these pieces. But the horrible part was... Uh, I'd parked it, and when I came back, there were a couple of guys in the vehicle. I noticed there were some plants in the vehicle that weren't mine, and then a couple of guys, and then I looked, oh, on the other side, where, you know, the driver's side, there was two more, and these were big guys, and uh, they wanted to know something about what I paid for it, and, and I was uncomfortable. Like, how did they get in anyway? And then it turned out, no, they were just, they, they stole it. They were just taking it, and I know as I stood at the door, the driver's door, I had this terrible feeling, oh, my God, they might just kill me to get rid of, you know, the witness. And there was a real fear of death. Uh, and then, you know, off it goes, and I'm I'm in this strange country, there's stores, they speak another language now. It could have been Europe, uh, and I can't communicate with anybody. And uh, I've got to get back to my wife, and she's in some apartment somewhere and now, of course, I realize I've got no vehicle to get back. I, all the roads are strange. It, it was just anxiety the entire dream. And I think, wow, that's just, it's got to be tied in. So there's a part of me, if I was paranoid, I'd be saying, hey, these are just signs that uh, you you shouldn't be going at all. You know, that this is, uh, these are signals but I know once I'm on the road, once I've crossed the border, I'm on the road and heading to Lowell. And then the magic when I walk into the old Werther and see from your faces, ah, oh, it will all be good. So whatever this anxiety is or why it's happening so strongly, um, I hope I'm d done with it. And I hope it is not a warning that something bad is going to happen. And uh, I should have paid attention and not gone. Ew. All right. Listen, I just finished uh, the last episode, season two of Fleabag, and I've just got to say, my God, Google it if you're not sure. Um, on Wikipedia, read about it, all the awards it's won. I, the first five minutes, I, I cringed. Ooh, God, this is, I, I, don't, I don't even know if I want to watch this with my wife, you know? This is, wow. And then... I was completely, completely won over in just no time. Like, wow, okay, I'm on to something good here. Um, it's described as comedy drama, black comedy, cringe comedy. I've never heard of cringe comedy, but it was. It was cringeworthy. 
Uh, but the the darling Phoebe Waller Bridge wrote the story and played the main character, and she was brilliant. Brilliant. I just haven't seen a woman who's just been so amazing. I mean, I was just I was enraptured. I was just captured by her personality. And what was so much fun, she breaks the fourth wall all the time. Like she turns and looks to you, and it's me, you know, watching. And you get that smile on her face or some expression or something she says. And it's just so engaging. I Honestly, I just... There's a few shows, Six Feet Under, uh, Breaking Bad, uh, Deadwood, to name just a few, of shows that are just... They're all consuming. Like, wow. Uh, how could a TV series or a movie series or, you know, a series be this great and it, and you just again you cheer the actors the writers the directors the, you know the casting just amazing and the characters in this show uh including um Claire what's her name who played the queen uh brilliant uh, you just you know i don't know who you are who's listening and if it's not your cup of tea well fuck you you're stupid no, sorry. No, no, I take that back. I take that back to each his own. I could be some people aren't ready for it yet. It's not the right time. Okay, it's the same for books. Tell somebody, this is a great book. Yeah, for a book, it's got to be the right time. So I say the same about uh, Fleabag. I wasn't sure it was my time, but by God, was it ever. All right, so that's it. Uh, Wallerbridge stars as the title character, a free-spirited but angry and confused Young Woman in London. There it is in a nutshell. Oh, okay. So I think I had other things to say <laughs> because we got 20 minutes to fill and I'm, I'm going to finish this off uh, today. It's Monday. You will next hear from me when I'm in um, or on my way to perhaps uh, Lowell and uh, go from there. And I, I, I'm determined not to bring my computer along so i don't know when i'll be releasing podcast doesn't matter who cares uh, except for me but uh, i will be recording and you will be hearing uh, stuff from um, a very different experience and hopefully a uh, a much more uh, relieved can you know without the anxiety that i'm going through now um gosh i think there were other things. One of the lines. I'll just go back. One more thing. She, there, there's a. You got to listen to the dialogue. You've got to pay attention to the conversations because there's an awful lot. I mean, it is well written, and there are lines that stand out. One of her lines was, hmm, "I wonder if I had bigger tits, would I be less of a feminist?" Now you think about that. If I had bigger tits, would I be less of a feminist? Hmm. Okay. All right. Just going to park that out there. Make of it what you will. I don't think I have that many female listeners, but anyway. Um, gosh, I thought I had other topics. I'm looking at notes and uh, I don't appear to. Uh, so we're just going to have to wing this, I guess. I know I could fill it up with music, but it's a beautiful fall day. I've got to go get my American money. I've got to stock up on cat food for my beloved Yuki, or Shiro-chan, as Nelko calls her. And um, change the furnace filter. That's my wife's request. Oh, my God. I don't forget to do that. And I don't know what else. My f overhead fan in the road track's not working. I've taken the fuse out. I've changed one other fuse. Uh, it's happened before. It's, I, I think it's one of those things that's fixed itself in the past. I count on things like that a lot. Things will fix themselves. Um, I can't see how this one will. Uh, and it's awfully nice to have the fan, especially in the summer when it's hot, you need it. But I don't think I'll be dealing with heat. I did pack my shows clothes today. I do overpack on trips like this because uh, I don't really have good cleaning, showering type facilities. I can drag the shower out from the toilet and hold it over the sink and wash my hair. I've done that. In fact, I did that last time I was at... Uh, Lowell five years ago um, 
And so there are ways, you know, of getting a good soapy clean under the arms and, you know, up the butt crack and wherever you need to wash. Um, and, you know, changes of clothes galore. Uh, all the favorite T-shirts picked out, you know. So I'm I'm good on that count. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, moving on. Gosh. Is there uh, anything in particular you want to hear? Maybe I should just stop now, think for a minute, and come back. That's what we'll do. We're going to stop right now, and uh, I'll be back. We'll ring the bell to show the transition. Hang on. And we're back. It is uh, later in the afternoon. I'm sitting back in cell. It's just after five. Uh, the sun, oh God, it just was shining in my window here. Uh, I was feeling kind of wonderful. The window's open, reading a little bit, but it, um, I got drowsy, so I had to, uh, had to lie down. I think my, I think I've caught it from my cat. This drowsiness. She always wants up on my lap, and we just get into such cozy positions. And it, it's, it's a funny thing, but it. it if you have a cat, you know what it's like to... Your job is to make them happy, to make them comfortable. And, and she'll curl up, and she feels my body warmth, and I feel hers. And it's it's just a, a beautiful thing. Excuse my neighbor with his lawnmower. Ah, he's the fastidious one. Um, yeah, so I've got nothing really to say to, to end this thing. I... It's rare. I mean, I, I could just put in a song. Might do that. I've been enjoying still so much this prairie oyster. Uh, I think you've probably had enough of Stompin' Tom. That's, uh, that's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, so, where do we go? I'm These books are having a at least an impact on me for the time while I'm reading them. I think the Christopher Hitchens is just strengthening, you know, or reaffirming my my atheism. Uh, it's and you read it, and you think, okay, yeah, this guy's right. How could I sort of give in or budge a little, or how could my friends, those of you out there who still want to believe in God, you of course you're entitled to, but if you could just be a little more clear about what this God is, it certainly can't be that asshole in the Bible. Oh, he's not a nice one. You don't want him. Here, we'll just close this window. Yep, there we go. That's better. Um, and then the other thing about, you know, what America has done when countries lean towards communism, and it, it's it's evil. It, it's and it's yeah, it's dark and and it's so hard because this is our a reflection of our culture. Hey, this sort of white middle class, um, you know, world that we grew up in, the TV, the clothes we wear, the, the things we're taught at school. Uh, this is our role model. This is what we aspire to be, you know, part of that world. And, and, and then we grow up, get into university, and you start learning things. Oh, my God, what do you mean they, they gave Marseille over to the, the, uh, the mafia after World War II, so that the mafia would kick out the communists. Too, that doesn't sound right. And then you realize, no, this this shit's real, man. A lot of bad things happening, and and you sort of you see it, like I'm seeing it now, with sort of an almost an apologetic tone to your American friends. Hey, this is your country I'm talking about, and you know the friends you've picked or the ones you have or uh, you know connect with. You think there's we're sharing similar values, so you know, can they look at America? I guess the other thing, on top of all of that, 
uh, is listening to uh, the uh, the wonderful podcast about uh, Edward Snowden and what he did, you know, in his viewpoint out of a love for his country when he saw that was what was happening post 9-11. Um, and the courage it takes to challenge your own government. And again, we go back to these the, this rise of a lot of women in Iran, in Afghanistan, standing up to these pig-headed, fucking stupid, ignorant men to say, no, we have rights. We, we, we want to be educated. People want that. People want to know more. We want to use our brains and, and to think. Today, when I was shopping, I saw somebody, and he just had a fucking unpleasant face. And it was just a man, I, you know, it didn't matter what ethnicity or anything else. He just looked like an asshole. And you see that so often, that there are so many men who are just fucking stupid thugs. I mean, they're bullyish. They use their, their power, their brawn, to intimidate, to, you know, and I'm talking about their wives, their children. There may be people we work with. The, the world is so full of bullies, God damn it. And I wasn't. Maybe I was bullied to some degree. I, don't, I wasn't particularly beat up or anything, but I was teased. I was kind of wimpy. And so, of course, and I had to wear glasses. Of course, I'm going to come out on the side of the, uh, of the, the nice people. And, and I guess my whole life is centered around that, trying, trying to be nice, trying to be kind. And so it, it's very hard to understand. And it provokes a little bit of anger when you see somebody and you look at them and you just think, you're a stupid fucking shithead, aren't you? What is it going to take to make you change? Can you be nice or you're going to die a shithead? There's just a lot of fucking shithead, particularly male, on this planet. What do we do? How do we change it? Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's necessary. Maybe that's, okay, well, somebody's got to be dominant. Somebody's got to be strong. Somebody's got to be mean. Somebody's got to be cruel. Is that true? Is that part of evolution? When when do the kind people, when do, when, when do the, uh, what is it, the meek inherit the earth? When is that coming? I don't know, I, but it's just, there's just too much. And, and any news story, and, and the people, the Putins and, and, and the Bushes and, and anybody else who, you know, has to show power. And I, I guess... The corporate leaders, the CEOs, the ones who are making millions, if not billions of dollars and not not caring, the, the people who have already created themselves almost as another class, like the, like the lords and the barons and the kings and the, the nobility that are just completely above the rest and don't care and want to stay there. And I guess that's kind of natural. Once you're up above and on top and have power... Who wants to give that up? Uh, listen to uh, the very interesting article with the uh, one of the remaining Disney grandchildren, um, who's now a filmmaker and exposing some of the wrongs that of the fascist and the uh, anti-Semite Disney uh, past, and maybe still part of its present too, as just one example of attacking. Oh, it's wrong. And then you get guys like, um, who's the senator from Vermont who I wanted to be president, um, who, you know, nobody would have anything to do with, but people who do genuinely care about the poor and, and want health care and, and benefits for everybody. And and the strike that's maybe going to go on here in this, this province for better education, for putting in child care workers into every kindergarten and for budgeting for more for education. I am all for that and I am all for funding 
public education and no tax breaks at all for the private schools and, and in fact, make it much harder for them to function. Rob the rich, feed the poor. Yes! All right, I've done enough. I don't know what that rant will mean to you, but God damn it. It's lonely out here sometimes talking to you folks. I don't get a lot of feedback. But uh, hey, that's that's the price you pay for being a podcaster and, and for ranting on an hour a week. Hey, who the hell has the time, buddy? So I don't ask for too much more. I just uh, am grateful that I can uh, get some of this shit off my chest. Scarborough, dude, I got all the things done on my list today. I bought beer for Alvin, and I uh, I got cat food, the kind that the UK likes, and uh, I changed the furnace filter for my wife, and uh, gosh, uh, something else, you know. Just, I did things, and it, it makes me feel a little better when I accomplish something, because I am a bit of a lazy fuck. Scarborough, dude, signing out. Jesus, we've had enough. Bye for now. Come back next week. Or sometime thereafter. Bye-bye.